Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 7711 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 7711. Enjoy! If you're taking a trip to a national park this summer, CBS correspondent Jennifer Kuiper has important information for you. Hitting the Great Wide Open will require an advance reservation this summer. Under the new rules, advance reservations will be required for day-use visitors who enter Yosemite National Park from May 21st to September 30th. It's to allow social distancing. Rocky Mountain National Park and Glacier National Park are putting in place similar rules. Jennifer Kuiper, CBS News. A woman who is the victim of revenge porn is getting revenge of her own. The Detroit Free Press reports an area judge has ordered a local man to pay half a million dollars to his former girlfriend for publishing her nude photos and videos on a porn site. The man must also remove all images of her from the Internet and destroy any images he possesses. If he does not, he could be declared in contempt of court. Wendy Gillette, CBS News. Would you get on an airplane if you knew it had a 50% chance of crashing? You may be riding that plane right now. If you have your money in a 401k or IRA and you plan to take out the recommended percentage each year when you retire, your chance of running out of money is 50%. 50%. But there's a better and safer way to secure your income in retirement. Discover how in a free book called Rescue Your Retirement. This wealth building strategy has never had a losing year in more than a century. In fact, even the man who invented the 401k now prefers this method instead. Get Rescue Your Retirement free for just a small shipping charge and enjoy a safe landing and a comfortable retirement. Get this free book and make sure you don't run out of money. Hurry, this offer is extremely limited. To get your free copy, just go to growwealthsafely.com. That's growwealthsafely.com to discover how to rescue your retirement. GrowWealthSafely.com. Since 1972, Dandeman Electric has been providing professional solutions at fair prices. Whether it is dedicating a line for your computer, running all new electric lines, installing new lighting, air services, ductwork for distributing the best heating and cooling throughout your home, or complete HVAC system installations for the home or office, Dandeman Electric can hook you up. Consider a backup generator for those untimely Southeast Ohio power outages. Call Dandeman Electric, 740-593-8813. That's Dandeman Electric, 740-593-8813. You've been waiting for months, but the wait is finally over. The Import House is open and excited to see you. We are stocked with all the merchandise you want, from Birkenstocks, Vans, Teva, Keen, and Fairtrade gifts to locally made hand-blown glass and a huge assortment of body and sterling silver jewelry. An enormous selection of incense from around the world. We are open to the mask-wearing public from 10 to 6, Monday through Thursday, 10 to 7, Friday and Saturday, and 12 to 5, Sunday. Stop by the Import House at 68 North Court Street, Uptown Athens for our grand reopening, and don't forget our annual 420 sale April 20th for 20% off everything in the store, summer restrictions apply. These days, we're all doing a lot more virtually, which is why at Ohio Health, we've expanded our virtual care options and availability to make it even easier to get safe expert care at home. That includes virtual visits with over a 1,000 trusted providers in every medical specialty. Learn more about our virtual health options at ohiohealth.com slash virtual health. 
your sports leaders in Athens County, 970 WATH and WXTQ Power 105, the flagship station of your Ohio Bobcats and the home of the Athens County Game of the Week. And on 970 WATH, tune in for the Ohio State Buckeyes, Cincinnati Reds, Columbus Blue Jackets, Cincinnati Bengals, and all season long, Athens Bulldog football, basketball, and baseball. Monday through Friday, tune in to the sports fans starting at 6.06 and stay up to date with local sports. Follow us on Twitter at WATHWXTQ Sports. Hey, it's Boots. We'll talk new car polishing and security products and get the very latest on NASCAR. That's AutoSmarts Friday afternoon at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. Hi, I'm Kim. And this is Ruth. Please join us every Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. It's the Kim and Ruth Show. Well, it's probably not, it's the, not the Kim and Ruth Show. show. It's really... <laughs> I don't know. Tune in to Make It Happen with Kim and Ruth every Wednesday morning at 10.06. And we'll spend time talking about health and wellness topics. And all aspects of healthy living. But we know that you're the real expert in your health, so let us help you make it happen. Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to Make It Happen. I-N-E-P-T. Inept Tech. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters! Oysters! Raw! 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 Coach Turf getting ready to go back on the road to try Nitro Tech for another. That's right, we headed out to Nitro, West Virginia. We're playing uh, TNT this week, and boy, howdy, I'm telling you, we got to get all the fans interested in making a road trip, because I guarantee any fans what goes to this ball game is going to have a blast. Coach, a little bit of an unusual practice session we visited yesterday, getting ready for the football game with TNT. Well, that's right. You know, this is what you call your brilliant stroke of genius on the part of the coaching staff here. You know, what we've done is we subjected all of our boys to all the firing and all the grenades and all them cannon launches out there at the ROTC firing range just so they get used to all the atmosphere, what goes on out at the TNT Stadium. What was the reaction of your players to that, uh, to that particular strategy? Well, we're all fired up. I, mean, I ain't never seen our boys fired up like they've been fired up for this ball game. You know, we done issued flak jackets to all the boys. We done issued bayonets to all the boys, and we done showed them John Wayne movies all last night. So you think your game preparation has the team ready to pick up their first win of the season this week? Well, that's right, and I am predicting that we are going to pick up our first victory of the season this week. We, I am looking for a fine ball game on offense, a fine ball game on defense, a fine ball game from our special team. So I think the fans, in addition to having a blast when they go to this ball game, are going to see a fine ball game. We'll get a scouting report on TNT right after we pause for this message. And uh, proudly brought to you by Thunder Bunny Tattoo Shop. How about that? Well, Coach Turf, I know you had Coach Clark and Coach Lewis, your advanced scouting team, out looking at uh, TNT. And in addition to the uh, unusual circumstances surrounding their playing facilities, what have you been able to find out about their football team? Well, not only that, they got a pretty strange place to play. And, uh, and uh, not only that, uh, it, it's uh, got an unusual name. They, you know, it goes back to their coach, uh, Coach Credlow. Crosshair Credlow, you know, he was a, a bombardier on a B-17 back in WW-2. You know, no, I didn't we, realize that. Well, yeah, you heard of it. It was in all the papers, WW-2, and, and he was a bombardier on a lot of them missions, and the captain of that plane that they was flying in was a feller named of, uh, Dump, 
M.O. Dump, Captain Dump, and he was a real fond of that boy Credlow, and uh, when it come time for Coach Credlow to start coaching over the TNT, uh, Captain Dump decided to give all of his money so they could build a stadium over there, and they named it after him, so now they play in the Ammo Dump. Coach, we're running a little bit short on time, and we still haven't gotten a scouting report on what they like to do. Well, you know, you'd think a fella that uh, is, was a bombardier in the war and has a quarterback named Bombs Bennett would like to throw a lot of long passes, but no, he, they like to run their mind sweep left, mind sweep right, and uh, they use a running back name of uh, Ricochet Russell. He bounces off all them tacklers. Sounds like a tough assignment for your defense, Coach. No big deal. Our boy's been bouncing off running backs for years now. Listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. Ah, yes, it's almost here. Good times for you and me. Saturday and Sunday. Once again, beautiful sunshine moving through our windows. 59 pleasant degrees right now. Going to climb up to uh, nearly 80 today. Tomorrow as well, although there's a few possible rain showers that could occur on Saturday, tomorrow. It's a Friday, we got a free-for-all of sorts. And of course, you're welcome to join us via telephone if you've got a question or a topic to bring up. Our number, 592-6646. Is that right? Did I do the right phone number? Yeah. Yeah, okay. 592-6646. Of course, add that 740 in front yes. of it. For the long distance do number. You re- do you remember your, um, oh yeah, okay, toll free also. Yeah, toll free. 800-592-6646 if Athens is a long distance call free. Okay, what was I? Um, Does well, that do you remember... Okay, your turn first. Go. No, that's all right. I was just thinking, does long distance even exist anymore with cell phones? Well, not really. Not but, really. But, but it's we have to assume some people still are using uh, home phones and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Landlines, rotary dials, punch, touch w- buttons. Yeah, whatever they are. They're antiques. Yeah, probably worth a lot of money. Okay, mm-hmm. do I remember what? Oh, I just, I have forgotten for a moment. Um, do you remember the phone number when you were growing up? Oh, yeah. I still remember my grandparents' phone number. What was it? 593. Uh, okay, no, no, no. Then you are, you're not old enough. Okay. And what I'm getting at is when I was, it used to be you used a word. Oh, yeah, like Linwood. 
That was this Athens area. Was that it? Yeah. Linwood? L-Y. So L-Y would be five, nine, mm-hmm. and then whatever. Yeah, they'd say Linwood three, and then the next four numbers. See, Tuxedo five, seven, three, four, six was my home phone number in Worthington. T-U being eight, eight. So later on, after they stopped that tradition of having a word, such as Tuxedo, and then you had, or Limwood, then you had just 8-8, eight, eight, or 5-9. Yeah. yeah. About the early days of phone, when your number, what's your number? My number is 9. What? Your number is 9? <laughs> yep, that's it. And that's... Right at the beginning of the telephone operations. I think a lot of it, uh, like, there could be 10 people with the number 9, but it was how you rang it. Yeah. You know, that would tell you whether it was for your home or not. Yeah. Like, kind of like now cell phones have different ringtones you can assign to a certain number. Kind of like, same concept. My, uh, well, anyway. All right, well, good morning, folks. Welcome. It's April 9th. Yeah, you, you got to do it. Yabba dabba do. Until you said that, I completely forgot. Yep. I I knew you'd, I thought you would probably catch on when I said you got to do it. We didn't do our art turf sound effects either at the uh, <coughs> outro. I just did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just some, <coughs> some silliness to get out of the way. Um. Today is a National Unicorn Day, National Name Yourself Day. <laughs> okay, when, when I saw that earlier this morning, I thought, don't we already have a name, most likely? So. But what if you had always liked another name? I think that might be what they're getting. Could at. very well be, or like a... Maybe just a singular name, like a lot of uh, entertainers use. Elvis. Prince. Okay. Madonna. Well, anyway, National Name Yourself Day. National Winston Churchill Day. I like that one. National Former Prisoner of War Recognition Day. National Cherish an Antique Day. And the last one, National Chinese Almond Cookie Day. So there's that. Uh, Let's do our historical stuff. Let's see here. On this date, but the year 1483. At the age of 12 years, years, Edward V succeeds his father as Edward IV is King of England. He is never crowned and disappears, presumed murdered, after incarceration in the Tower of London with his younger brother Richard, the princess in the Tower. Wow. Heavy. Yeah. 1731, British mariner Robert Jenkins 
ear was cut off by a Spanish guard. Um, somewhere in the Caribbean. Later, catalyst for war between Britain and Spain. 1768 on this date, John Hancock refuses to allow two British customs agents to go below deck of his ship. Considered by some to be the first act of physical resistance to British authority in the colonies. 1865, Robert E. Lee, the Confederate general, right? Yes. And 26,765 troops surrendered at Appomattox Courthouse to Lieutenant General Grant. Ulysses S. Grant, ending the Civil War in North Virginia. North Virginia. Wait a minute. North Virginia. Oh, I see. That's not... They're just describing in the north part of Virginia. Yeah. You know, we have West Virginia. We've got Virginia. I've never heard of a state as North Virginia, but they're <laughs> just describing... Yeah. The area. Okay. Yeah. 1869, Hudson Bay Company secedes its territory to Canada. 
Montero Lamar Hill is his real name. Lil Nas X. Lil and short for Little. American rapper, singer-songwriter. Okay. Now, Isambard Kingdom Brunel. B-R-U-N-E-L. Is, was an English civil engineer who is considered one of the most ingenious and prolific figures in engineering histories. He's got an amazing hat. Yes, he does. A big stogie hanging out there, too. And that hat's really tall. Yeah. He was instrumental in, played a key role in Britain's Industrial Revolution, designing and constructing railway lines, bridges, tunnels, and docks around the country, as well as providing massive advances in naval architecture. Born on this date in 1806. And the last one we have to mention, again, these are famous birthdays. Tamerlane, T-A-M-E-R-L-A-N-E, born on this date in 1336. Hmm, this brought up uh, Timur. So Tamerlane, Tamerlane, or Timur, was a Mongol conqueror in the 14th century who is regarded as one of history's greatest military leaders and strategists. He founded the Timurid Empire in 1370. He is also known to have invented the Tamerlane chess game. Okay. Speaking of rename yourself, name yourself today, singular names, there's one for you from Decades ago, centuries ago. Tamerlane. Tamerlane, also known as Timur. Two famous deaths to mention. One is that of Francis Bacon. Um, he died on this... First of all, he was born in 1561. He died on this date in 1626. Francis Bacon, also known as Lord Verulam was an English philosopher and statesman who served as Attorney General and Lord Chancellor of England. His works are seen as developing the scientific method and remained influential through the scientific revolution. In the last one for the day, Frank Lloyd Wright, who, uh, born in 1867, died on this date in 1959. Of course, we all know him as an architect, yeah. designer, Reiner, educator. He designed more than 1,000 structures over a creative period of 70 years. I, um, <clears throat> among, how do I want to say this? Uh, most of you are aware that my um, experiences have been in show business. Um, music, theater, cinema, then broadcasting. Um... However, I think there's a couple of careers I would have enjoyed. And one of them was that of architecture. So, and I had the fun of designing a couple places so far. Cool. Yeah. <clears throat> Got one more in mind. Yeah. Maybe, maybe more. Yeah. Folks, um... 
I'm sure you have heard. This morning, around 7 a.m., our time, it was announced that Prince Philip had died. He was just a few months, well, actually weeks, shy of hitting the 100 years of age mark. Um, I can't help it. I, I've always been interested in him. Uh, his mannerisms, his um, appearances, his style, uh, but most of all, his sense of humor, which was not really widely reported until just recent years. Um, when you when you think about it, you know I, I I don't have a lot of knowledge about all this royalty stuff, but within him he had more royal blood than his wife, who became the queen. Now, the thing was, it was from different countries. Um, well, let's, let's just take a moment here. He, he just, um, he says some of the weirdest stuff. Speaking his mind, basically. The word gaffes, greatest gaffes, G-A-F-F-E-S, right? What's that mean to you? Uh, that means a spoken blunder. Yeah, okay. That's perfect. You couldn't have done any better. <laughs> um... Okay, so already this morning on CBS and other places, we've heard him say, or he has been quoted as saying, British women can't cook. <laughs> Which he did say in public in 1966. He was talking to Tom Jones, the singer. This was in 1969. And he said to uh, the entertainer, what do you gargle with, pebbles? <laughs> he was um, visiting Canada, again, 1969, and uh, was asked to participate in the grand opening of something, right? I don't know what it was. Obviously, he didn't either. He came up to the uh, microphone and said, I declare this thing open, whatever it is. <laughs> um, 1981, during the recession. A quote from him. Everybody was saying we must have more leisure. Now they're complaining they are unemployed. Let's see. 
I just, I literally have several hundred of these in here, in the studio this morning. We'll, we'll try to be a little more selective and not hit you with all of them. Um, let's see, if it's got four legs and it's not a chair, if it has got two wings and it flies but it's not an airplane, and if it swims and is not a submarine, the Cantonese will eat it. <laughs> oh, my. Wow. <laughs> Oh, I guess he and the queen were boarding a ship, and people at the bottom kept her, kept having a conversation with her, you know? Yeah. Before they caught, before she walked the ramp up to the ship. Mm-hmm. But he's up on the railing and says, yak, 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 come on, move it on. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to the queen of England yeah, like yeah. that. <laughs> Um, Only Prince Philip could probably do that. Or maybe a young grandson or granddaughter. See, I've heard this one. How do you keep natives off the booze long enough to get them through the test? Yeah, he was talking about um, the Scottish people getting driver's licenses. In 1997, he was uh, parking a car at uh, Cambridge University, and uh, the parking attendant didn't recognize him. (laughs) It was... (laughs) Hassling him, bloody silly fool. Yeah, folks. If you if this guy was really neat, you might want to take some time if you've got a little time today and look at some of these things he was known to have said. Um, let's see what's over here. I guess he was attending a dinner party and they were trying to where to figure out how to seat at a particular table there was probably eight or ten people finally he just said bugger the table plan give me my dinner dinner <laughs> he must maybe have been hangry hangry yeah and you know people I, the definition I think with that is 
hungry and angry at yes. the same time? Yeah. Oh, I and just get, just figured that out by myself. Yeah, you get hungry, you know, and you get a little cranky and irritable, and so that's why they say, wow, they must be hangry. Let's see here. I guess he was um, 1965. Cats kill far more birds than men. Why don't you have a slogan, kill a cat and save a bird? (laughs) Uh, Forgive a bad word here, folks. He was talking about his daughter, Princess Anne, who was always into horses, right? Yep. So he was saying, uh, speaking to a group, and he says, if it doesn't fart or eat hay, she isn't interested. (laughs) (laughs) Prince Philip. I guess that could go for people or animals. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I don't know too many that eat hay. Uh, animal, I mean, I mean, never mind. You know what I mean. Yeah. Um, he was talking to a designer. Stephen Judge was his name about a goatee beard that the man had on. He said, and this, this guy was a clothing designer, as I recall. He said, well... You didn't design your beard too well, did you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Well, I don't know. Let me hand all of this to you, and if you see one that you think... Oh, I was just going to say, you should continue on with a few of those. Uh, Churchill had quite a few of those too well pull some of those out those Um, would be interesting yeah he had some some pretty good of course he died a while ago oh yeah where today we're paying attention to prince philip right all right folks um i got a notice this morning now maybe this has been done before but this morning was the first time i heard of it that once again our state fair is not going to take place yeah we got notice of that. I did yesterday when I was uh, contacting Marsha Young. She's their uh, director of marketing and tickets. Okay. But I think it came out on the news maybe yesterday afternoon at some point. Mm, April 8th at 1.01. So that would be yesterday afternoon. And, I mean, there's no story. It simply says the 2021 Ohio State Fair will be closed to the public. Period. Yeah. They are. uh, Mrs. Young told me that they are going to be focusing on allowing exhibitors for livestock and agriculture. For Uh, 4-H, I would guess, is. Something like that, yeah. a, A major project. Sure. Yeah, and only the exhibitors and families will be permitted to attend. 
the what fair are, now. They they two, all, it's two years now. Yeah, they also went ahead to say that uh, they're looking forward to resuming normal procedures in 2022 with public admission, um, concerts, rides, uh, restaurants, and those things of the like. And um, they, they determined that keeping the overhead costs uh, the same and fixed costs, uh, you know, variable costs, uh, costs would just be a disaster for the fair. Uh, since they probably would not get the attendance that they needed to and half the social distance. Uh, well, I I, so think, it, I think they would uh, attract a crowd if they did do it. Now, yeah. the question is, can they keep it safe? Or, yeah, could they sustain it yeah. without, you know, risking the health of folks attending? So then if they have to shut it down, then they've got all these contracts with, you know, various companies and, you know, concerts, artists, entertainers that they would have to likely honor, which could result in a financial disaster for them. So years ago, I did all the lighting for uh, the the different major acts that would come in and perform at the, the grandstand. And um, I, I was in my teens because I had a lighting company at the age of 14 in Columbus. It still exists. It's changed names a time or two. But um, I remember as a small type, my dad taking me to the state fair. Every year. And uh, not for just one visit, but several, each fair. Oh, yeah. I, it was I terrific. I love going there. Yeah. I, fair food, you know, you hear people talk about fair food. For me, that's that's one of the highlights. Oh, yeah. When you go there, get some fair food. And, then, and that's true at county fairs. Yeah, yeah. that too. Yeah. I, the, one for me here at the Athens County Fair or the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the deep-fried fish sandwiches and the fair fries. Mm. Yep. All right, let's see here. Let's uh, do COVID. I have uh, updated statistics. And, again, it depends on who you are, but when I look at them, I'm, I, the numbers I'm reading, um, it's a good report. It's an improving report. And yet I know there's many can, people still very concerned about is it improving fast enough? But but it, it, I don't know if you heard Rivers newscasts this morning. We're getting reports of um, COVID increasing statewide in the state of Ohio. Um, I think some of that's a bit misleading because the way they are keeping the records now, um, (coughs) they used to work on it every single day. They would update the records. Now, 
let's take our own county. They don't track Saturday or Sunday. They add it all into Monday, right? Yep. Other counties do different processes, but similar. Uh, And even at the state level, there's some information that's withheld, and then all of a sudden it's put in. It's very complicated, and they're trying their best, I guarantee you. But when I look at at the whole, I think we're we're advancing on this pretty good. So let's just get into it. Okay. Athens County. See, now yesterday we had 15 new cases. The day before, nine. So does that look bad? Yeah. But, um... You know, when you look at the week, we basically averaged 10 cases a day. And, you know, some of those cases may have had it a day or two and then finally got went in to, re, to be checked, right? It's just all in, it's, it's statistics. And even though I'm heavy on that sort of thing, um... There's so many variables. Okay, going on. So, so far in our county, we've had 4,911 cases. That's 7.5% of our county. Now, if we were like the rest of the state of Ohio, we should have had about 866 more cases than we've had. So Athens County, keep it up. Yep. Okay. Now, of the, um, let's see, we got uh, 178, it says, in the hospital. And yet we have another statistic that says 108 are active cases right now. That can't be. You see what I mean? Okay. There's something wrong with a stat there, a statistic that is. Um, If someone's in the hospital with COVID, that's an active case. So they say we have 178 being hospitalized. But in another report, it says only 108 active cases in Athens. All right. State of Ohio. Um, As of yesterday, there have been 1,033,606 cases. Now, of that, here are the numbers that have already recovered. 978,269. So 94.65%. Let's just round it up. 95% have already recovered. Um... 
by the way, 11.7 million people in um, the state of Ohio. Now, in right now in the state of Ohio, they say there are 55,000 active cases. 7,500 of them are in the ICU. Forty-six thousand three hundred and thirty-five, they say, are in non-ICU but hospital. So we used to be able to calculate how many were recovering at home. The numbers don't add up anymore. least they don't make sense. 1,496 recovering at home. Uh, but, you know, you try. And I guarantee you, the health departments and all of that throughout the state are trying so hard to get accurate information. Yeah. Deaths statewide haven't changed in four days. It's 18,741. Now, something I failed to mention a moment ago were the vaccinations in Athens County. So every day we add some more to it, right? Yes. So. Hopefully. um, As of yesterday, the vaccinations for Athens County were 20,466 people. That's 31, almost 32% of our population. State of Ohio, as of yesterday, 3,913,290 vaccinated. That's 33.5. Yeah, 33, I'm rounding these off a little bit. 33.5% of our state's population has now received a vaccination. Our nation, the United States, let's stay with the vaccination thing. There are 331,000, I'm sorry, million. Our population for the U.S. is 331 million people. As of yesterday, 171,480,000 have been vaccinated. That's 51 point, no, that's 52%. I'll round it up. I was going to say 51.81%, but let's just call it 52% have been vaccinated in our nation. That's cool. Well, let's see. I guess I better give the U.S. stats. So, um, right now we have 31,659,000 cases. Now, many of those have uh, are over with. So, that's, that's called recovered. 
24.2 million have recovered. Active cases right now, 6,878,065. Those are actives. Death rate nationwide. There has been, as of yesterday, 573,134 deaths. Now, it's a little bit interesting, at least to me, that it moves around so much. Last Sunday, there were 281 deaths. Monday, 79. Tuesday, 1404. Wednesday, 285. Yesterday, 2,589. Up and down, Mm -hmm. up and down. Yep. And it's... Again, everybody's trying to keep these figures as accurate and promptly entered as possible, but it there are hiccups. Okay, that's enough on that. Yes, there are hiccups, especially when it comes to that. But uh, again, you know, a reminder that the vaccine is not a hundred percent preventive of uh, keeping a person from a, from getting COVID. You know, much like a, a flu shot, it's not 100% effective of somebody getting the flu. So it does help. So this is n- certainly not meant to discourage getting the vaccination. It enhances your protection from that. And also, from what I've read, uh, prevents you from getting deathly ill or gives you a better chance at surviving should you contra- uh, contact contract COVID. So again, an encouragement to do the vaccination. We have had, um, we have 33 staffers here. Is it two or three that have had it? Uh, three that I can think of. Okay. Um, uh, one is back to work, or is it two? Two. Two. Okay. Two. Two are back to work. Now, I I will. I need to tell you, folks. Uh, we are doing our best to. Allow people to work from home when it's possible. But when you think of all the equipment that we work with, all this audio stuff around me, uh, now you can, using the Internet, um, set up a system at your home that looks just like the studio with all these different screens and lists and stuff. You got lists for commercials, you got lists for music, you got lists for information. And um, 
So we have a couple people that are doing their show from home. Uh, now, there's certain times of day when, like, it's harder to do the morning show when you've got so much news and information to share with people uh, without being in the building where all the sources of information are available. But um, anyway, we're, we're trying, we're trying. But I'll, I'll be so happy when we get our full gang you know, I, there's been a lot of articles written about will it ever return to, like, how many people are going to continue wanting to work from home? I think you would hear both sides of that one. I've heard both sides. People that are working from home, you know, I speak of my focus group, you know, a lot of them love it. You know, they, they say they live at work now. <laughs> Well, I, I can tell you that... And a lot of them like avoiding traffic. My staff... In the mornings. ...gets more accomplished when they're in the building than when they're not. Yeah. And so as a manager, uh, when that day comes that we can finally say with confidence, it's safe. Um, I'm going to have to ask people to come back to work. Yeah. And, you know, that may be a while yet. Well, we hope not. But, you know, again, we, we don't have the traffic tie-ups here in Athens that, that, like some of my focus group that I was speaking of, they love it because they avoid morning and evening traffic and the headache uh, having to get up, you know, an hour or two early to, to get to work because they know they're going to get stuck in traffic. So in that regard, they love it. <laughs> Well, it's time to finish the music. I mean, finish the week with some music.
cheerful earful. Yeah, Lou Davies. How about that? Have a great weekend out there. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Wendy Gillette in New York. Prince Philip has died just a couple months before turning 100 years old. CBS correspondent Charlie Daggett reports on his recent health problems. He just left the hospital on March 16th. Uh, he'd been in the hospital for a month. Uh, he underwent heart surgery. So, you know, there were, there were hopes, of course, that he was going to reach his 100th birthday, which is June 10th. There were big celebrations planned for that. The prince married Queen Elizabeth II in 1947. This was how she spoke about him in 1997. All too often, I fear Prince Philip has had to listen to me speaking. But he has quite simply been my strength and stay all these years. Buckingham Palace says Prince Philip died peacefully this morning at Windsor Castle. Late word that a state funeral will not be held for the prince and he will not be lying in state. Johnson & Johnson is dealing with a supply problem of its coronavirus vaccine. CBS's Stacey Lynn reports. There will be fewer doses of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine delivered across the country after a mix-up at a manufacturing plant in Baltimore caused them to dump up to 15 million doses. They're going to be dramatically slashing our supply of vaccines. We were going to have an 85% cut in the doses of J&J. &J. Maryland Governor Larry Hogan says this could put his state and others behind. 4.9 million doses went out this week across the country. Next week, that number drops to only 700,000. An important witness is expected to take the stand today in the Derek Chauvin murder trial. Medical examiner Andrew Baker will testify about what led him to rule George Floyd's death a homicide. Severe weather could hit parts of Alabama, Louisiana and Texas later today. CBS meteorologist David Parkinson has more on what could be on the way. It is an after dark threat tonight for severe weather, including the possibility of at least a couple tornadoes, but a whole lot of wind.